It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top quality personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com slash offer slash SiriusXM. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... I made the charcoal mess. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome in to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team every single day of the week here on the Locked On Panthers podcast. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. You can also check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Odyssey, and Wherever you listen to this show and all of your favorite shows across the Locked On Podcast Network, make sure to follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every single Friday, like today, I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions, and even Fridays like last week on Black Friday, where I told you I wasn't going to do the mailbag, I will still answer your questions, but maybe not that day, but today's the day. So if you send me in a question prior to Thanksgiving, I'm now going to get to those questions today, along with all the other questions that people sent to me. So make sure to either at me or DM me, but first make sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council. Before I get into your questions, just one last thing on the whole Matt rule. Will he take a college job situation? I told you about Stephen Godfrey, who is a part of the split zone duo, is really plugged in when it comes to college football. He had tweeted this out and he had talked about it on his podcast. I talked to I told you multiple times about this week that Matt Rule has drawn interest from several college jobs. And this is something that was also reported by Joe Person of the Athletic. But there was no sense that he would leave Carolina, at least right now. And Godfrey quote tweeted, uh, quote tweeted, excuse me, Joe Person on Thursday afternoon, just saying for what it's worth, Rule has been contacted about openings this cycle, and the prevailing sentiment is that he will not Petrino the Panthers. So Bobby Petrino, if you remember, left the Atlanta Falcons high and dry in the middle of a season to go take the Arkansas job. And we all know how that ended up 
for him later on. Karma ain't great. I don't think Matt Rule wants the bad karma. That would probably come with him leaving. And I don't know. The situation in college is pretty wild right now. And he's, I don't know what he wants to do. But he wants to stay with the Carolina Panthers, according to all of the reports that are out there. And I get that a lot of you are already over it after 28 games, which is, I mean, that's your prerogative. I do think it's a pretty premature right now to say get rid of Matt Rule. I mean, this team has never had back-to-back winning seasons, and we're already like sitting here mad at the head coach. Like, I just don't, I don't get it. Just give it some time. That's all I'm going to say. If you feel the way you feel, feel that way. I would just say maybe wait until next year to feel this mad if they're at the situation again next year. Then fine, let's get rid of Matt Rule. Okay, moving forward with your questions, we'll start off this week with Alex. Still waiting on that uh, Evite, buddy. Um, He says, hi, Julian. He didn't say hi, Julian, but he says, I've seen the Panthers as a team to watch if Russ leaves the Seahawks. If he wanted to come here, would that be a no-brainer? Or would you be concerned about the given state of our offensive line and his play this year behind Seattle's bad offensive line? I think there was a stat out there that's popped up maybe over the last year or so that Russell Wilson of quarterbacks who entered the league at the same time as him or whatever, or who have been in the league the same amount of time as him, He's taken the most hits like that's on top of more than what Cam Newton took here in Carolina. If I'm Russell Wilson, even if I have the relationship that I have, having gone to NC State, even though he also claims Wisconsin, the whole pack of Badgers BS that he gives us on Sunday Night Football whenever the Seahawks are there on NBC. Even with that and Scott Fitterer being here, I'm not playing behind this offensive line. And the fact that Fitterer comes from Seattle would make me want to less come play behind this offensive line, which is pretty bad English there. But the point being is, like, Scott Fitter doesn't know how to build an offensive line because the Seahawks have never given one to Russell. Even when they ran the football well with Marston Lentz back there, they just have not been a good team when it comes to pass protection. We've seen here in Carolina, the Panthers' offensive line typically has been pretty good when it comes to run blocking, but pass protection been really bad so if I'm Russell Wilson no I have no interest in coming to Carolina just based off of that and that's something I would have said the same thing with Deshaun Watson who's dealt with some bad offensive lines a lot of guys in the NFL have dealt with bad offensive lines you also look at just where the situation with this team is right now does Russ believe that they are headed towards a playoff bid next year I hope so many of you seem to not believe that at all based off of your what your willingness to get rid of Matt Rule after 28 games so I don't see Russell Wilson really wanting to come here just based off of what we've seen recently. Like the big thing for Carolina was if they were going to be a team that wanted to not just like keep guys like Hassan Reddick or Stephon Gilmore, but convince an Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, like they need to go out there and show way more consistency and ability to win where, I mean, this offense with Joe Brady has just not looked good at all this year. And it's been a combination of the quarterback play and the offense line and guys like Robbie Anderson just regressing. All right, let's find some more questions here to answer. Eric. Eric says, still tuning in daily. Thank you, Eric, for doing that. Good or bad, I'll always support the team. You are uh, a brave soul. Just some thoughts. Do you think we could trade some expiring assets such as Reddick, Burris, and Gilmore? At this point, it seems better to regain some draft capital for guys that may be too costly to keep long term. Here's a problem with a few of those, um, and not just a few of them. I think all of them. Uh, Reddick is going to be is going to be a free agent. Burris and Gilmore, and the trade deadline has already passed. So if the Carolina Panthers wanted to do that, Eric, they should have done that last month, which they did not do. So there is no way they can recoup any of these uh, 
guys for draft picks, at least trade-wise. They can always get the compensatory pick, and we'll see how that plays out with some of these guys that they might lose, especially like a Dante Jackson, who I don't know if he'll be here in Carolina past this season. So that's where they stand in terms of what they can do to try and offload those guys, if that was even possible. But they can get draft picks based off of uh, the NFL compensation pick uh, or compensatory pick rules. Hayden, he says, Hey, Julian, big fan of the show. Also, Recently married to an Elon alum. Good for you, Hayden. We are we are the best. Uh, he says, will Joe Brady still be sought out as a potential head coach given the offensive struggles the Panthers have had? And if the offense does improve, doesn't improve, will he keep his job in Carolina? Thanks for your time. Awesome job of the show. And as always, keep pounding. Keep pounding to you, Hayden. I was someone who's pretty vocal before the season started and thought that Joe Brady, no matter what, was going to get a head coaching job because I felt the NFL had made up their mind with him. And it wasn't that long ago, like even a couple of weeks ago, where he was being considered an NFL, like an offensive genius. And he's been anything but this season where he plugged in Sam Darnold and Darnold just completely torpedoed the entire offense, particularly without Christian McCaffrey. And if you're going to figure out how good of a guy of an OC play caller he is, when you don't have a player like Christian McCaffrey for 23 out of 33 games, we haven't got 33 yet. That's when you would know what he's able to do. Last year was a ringing endorsement for Joe Brady's ability to adapt without McCaffrey and what Mike Davis was able to do. And then you also couple that with uh, the play of DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson and Curtis Samuel, all those guys going over a thousand yards from scrimmage alongside Mike Davis with Teddy Bridgewater, at quarterback who, who all of y'all apparently hated. Joe Brady might know what he's doing, but I also think it's way too early for him to get a head coaching job. He's still learning on the job, much like Matt Rule. Should he be here next year? I don't know. Maybe he will, if Matt Rule believed that this is the guy he wanted to have as his OC, then maybe stick with it. We've seen that the offense can put up some numbers. Red zone struggles have been an issue. But we saw last year with Bridgewater that they can have success. So maybe next year with a new quarterback and a better offensive line, they can get back to how they performed last season. I don't think they're going to have four guys go over 1,000 yards from scrimmage but it got to be a lot better than what they've seen so far this season. All right, going to take a quick pause and answer more of your questions here in just a moment. You listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Because of Boost, you can get the power of a free 5G phone so you can listen to all the latest episodes, the power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line so your family can harness all that brain power too and the power of one of America's largest 5G networks so you can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll save and all that knowledge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save. Boost Mobile. Free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers coverage not available everywhere or for all phones and networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. Built Bar filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. So many flavors, you'll have a hard time choosing one. Will you have raspberry or mint brownie? 
Cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream, or peanut butter brownie, Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. Or if you're just standing in endless shopping lines, Built Bar can give you that extra something to keep you going. So throw one in your jacket or purse. You never know when you're going to need one. Because it's the season of peace and love, don't bring up your favorite Built Bar at family parties. People are so passionate about their favorite flavor, they'll fight for it and things could get out of hand. You friends of Santa? Well, tell Santa to throw a few Built Bars in those stockings with so many flavors, they'd make anyone's Christmas morning a happy one. Want to cozy up with something warm? Here's a holiday secret. Dip your Built Bar in a piping hot cup of cocoa, let it melt a little, and give your beverage a bit of that Built Bar flavor. Plus, you'll have a nice melty Built Bar to go with it. Be sure to have a couple napkins on hand. Like some of these marshmallow treats around the holidays, you need to get your hands on Built Bar Puffs. They're light. Fluffy and marshmallowy through and through. Different flavors all covered in chocolate. Tastes so good, you won't believe that they're filled with protein. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, let's get back to these questions. Again, some of these came before the holiday uh, from Steve saying... Happy Thanksgiving, sir. Do you think Gilmore will ever get to 100% healthy this season? Also, is Horn expected to return this year? What a combo that could be. And then afterwards, Steve also got back to me and said, I agree with your view. This team is bad for my mental health. I believe the talent is there. Other than the O-line, I'm not giving up hope. Just trying to temper my expectations. Hey, at least the Hornets are competitive this year. Thanks for the podcast. Yes, thank you, Steve. And unfortunately, the Hornets have lost three in a row. But they had that really exciting game on Wednesday night against... um, Milwaukee, where played really well, didn't win though, but so it's okay. They uh, look like a team that will at least keep us interested throughout the rest of the season, and hopefully can be a play on a play in team, or at least, uh, hopefully a playoff team, but could be a play in team. But uh, to answer your question, there, Steve, yeah, with Stephon Gilmore, he played the most snaps he's played all season long on Sunday. Dante Jackson now out for the rest of the season is going to probably call for Stephon Gilmore to play more in the, in the final five weeks. You want to see what you have in him. I think they have a pretty good player whenever he's gone out there and actually played. and He's gone against some of the top receivers on the opposing team. Those guys have been shut down. Now, does Stephon Gilmore want to be here past the next couple of weeks? We will find out. So I don't know if he'll ever be 100% healthy, but he will. I guess he probably is. I mean, he's healthy. He wouldn't be playing if he wasn't. It's just getting him back into game shape and game speed. And it takes some time. And they haven't really needed him to play too many snaps just based off of how Dante's played and Bouye and then also getting Keith Taylor in there. And with JC Horn, he wants to be back by time for the playoffs. It doesn't look like they're going to be in the playoffs. So I don't think JC Horn's going to play another snap this season. And they also just really don't need to rush him back. All right, let's go to Brody. He says, or he asks, do we have the biggest quarterback crisis in the league right now? The Carolina Panthers. Oh boy. We got to look at who else has issues. I mean, Denver could be a team. Like Teddy Bridgewater is not going to be their long-term option. They've signed all those wide receivers. Cortland Sutton. I mean, Jerry Judy is a draft pick from what, what a year ago. And then who's the other guy? Do they still have is KJ Hamler? So he's not hitting it. Sign. Who's the other one? Um, Tim Patrick. So they got those guys signed, which means they're ready made for a quarterback to step in there and to lift that offense. They're also still in the thick of the playoff race as they sit six and five and only a game behind Kansas City. 
in the AFC West, which will be a really interesting division race to watch play out throughout the rest of the season if you're interested in all at all what's going on outside of here with the Carolina Panthers. Like seven and four Chiefs, six and five Raiders, six and five Chargers, six and five Broncos. But I don't say I don't I don't want to say they have like a terrible situation because they are in playoff position with Teddy Bridgewater. And Bridgewater can be a solid quarterback for you for a season, but the ceiling is not very high. Like he's not going to carry your team. You're going to need other aspects of your team to be really good, like what Denver has with a really good defense and then really good playmakers on the outside, like those wide receivers that I mentioned. Looking at the rest of the NFL when it comes to just like their quarterback situations, like New Orleans, they got to figure out what their deal is. I don't know what they want to do with Jameis moving forward after this season. New England seems to be fine. Buffalo seems to be fine. Miami, too, looked really good. New York has a rookie. Baltimore's fine. Cincinnati's fine. Cleveland, I don't know if they're at a crisis like Carolina. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, they seem like they're in a crisis. Like, they're 5-5-1. Five, five and one. I don't – I just cannot believe, even when they put in Mason Rudolph, how they would tie Detroit. That is a team that might be there in a way with Carolina. Just but The problem with them is they have an old quarterback who – they should have got rid of after last season, and they've held on to probably two years too long. Now they were, what, 10-0 and 0 to start off last year? But Big Ben just does not have it anymore. And Pittsburgh keeps trotting him out there week in and week out. He's just limited what they can do offensively, especially throwing the ball down the field, and it's allowed other defenses to kind of figure things out. And if Mike Tomlin can get those guys to 500 again and avoid another losing record, that would be incredible. I, I really, when I look at it, just the fact the Panthers went from Bridgewater to Darnold, to having to call Cam Newton back and ask him to come back here, that they might have the biggest quarterback crisis in the NFL. Houston's also another team where Deshaun Watson is eligible to play and has not played a single snap this season because he wants to be traded. And as we know, the situation with his legal issues has not played out yet. Therefore, Houston won't trade him. They got Tyrod Taylor there, who's starting games again instead of Davis Mills for whatever reason. I don't know what they think long-term of either one of those guys, especially Mills. I know Tyrod's not a long-term option. So, that that yeah, that's a good point that you bring up there. A good question you asked, Brody. Carolina probably is the worst quarterback crisis in the NFL. And maybe even Detroit with Jared Goff. But they're going to be positioned to draft a quarterback. And it's not just like, hey, this upcoming draft, there's not any good quarterbacks. That's what people are saying. They're going to have an option again in 2023. You think Detroit's getting any better? Probably not. So, yeah, Carolina, probably top of the league when it comes to this quarterback crisis just based off of all the guys that they try to bring in that just have not worked out. Going to Sam, he asks, Glad to have the podcast back this week. Why do we not coach to throw the ball away when nothing is open? I'm sure that they do it. Just the decision makers like Sam Darnold when he played earlier just – it's on the quarterbacks, man. I, every Everybody coaches their quarterback that, hey, if it's not there, get rid of the ball. So I don't know what the deal is there. Just bad decision-making. And let's see. Travis, another coaching question. Travis, he says, is the coaching staff the biggest problem for the Carolina Panthers? No. The biggest problem for the Carolina Panthers has been the inability to – identify a quarterback and maybe you can throw that on the coaching staff, but if we're talking about just personnel. I'm not going to throw that on the court on the, like the quarterback coach. Like, is it Sean Ryan's fault that Sam Darnold's bad? No. Is it Joe Brady's fault that Sam Darnold's bad? Not really, but they all play a role in it. Absolutely. No, their biggest problem is the offensive line is terrible and that the quarterback plays also terrible. That goes on to, I guess, rule and then fitter since those guys are in charge of player personnel and along with Dan Morgan and everybody else in the front office, that falls on a lot of people. 
So the biggest problems Carolina has are quarterback play and the offensive line, which are things we all pretty much knew. But the coaching staff, they're certainly not um, absolved of any of the issues here in Carolina because at the end of the day, as Matt Rule always says, it falls back on me and his entire staff. They have to do a better job coaching these guys through the next five weeks or there's going to be some changes, maybe not at the top, but some of the other guys, some of Rule's lieutenants probably won't be here much longer if they don't get things uh, at least turned around in a more positive direction through the final five weeks of this season. All right, one more quick pause. I'm going to answer a couple more of your questions here on a Friday mailbag on Lockdown Panthers. BetOnline has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As the football season continues, it's March to the playoffs. BetOnline.ag remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, the NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. All right, let's knock out a couple more questions here on another edition of the Weekly Friday Mailbag. Uh, got Josh. He says, hey, Julian, just started listening to the show this season, and now it's a daily necessity. Thank you, Josh. My question is, do you think since the O-line is playing better, we should focus on early draft picks on trying to beef up the defensive end and defensive tackle position since the cap situation probably won't let us do it in free agency? And mind you, I got this question before Sunday's uh, debacle down in Miami. When I look at the offensive line right now, we know Moten, right tackle, will be there long term. He's going to be here for the next four seasons. After that, right guard, John Miller, Trent Scott, whoever, both of those guys out the door this off this season. Well, didn't Trent Scott, according to Pro Football Focus, get like a zero rating? How is that even possible? I saw someone make the joke. I thought it was like the SAT where you show up and you get like points. Like you write your name on the SAT and you get whatever, how many points. I don't, I don't even know how that's even a thing, but okay. But um, yeah, Scott, he's got to be gone. Same thing with uh, John Miller, who's suffered injuries this year, was on IR, missed on Sunday, had COVID. It's just like he has not been available for that team for the majority of the season for a, not the majority but a lot of times this season maybe the majority i don't know how many games he's missed but yeah he's he's missed like five games so far five or six and they played 12 so almost the majority of the season we'll see if he's back next week i'm sure he'll probably will be but um and then after that center pat offline he's got two more years left on his deal i'm sure they could get out of it after the season if they wanted to but he'll get an opportunity at center, I'm sure, next season. They got to have someone on the offensive line. You paid him to be here for a couple seasons, at least two of them. Then Cam Irving on IR. I don't see what the point of bringing him back would be at all. Dennis Daly, he does not fit at left tackle. He just doesn't. 
And then Michael Jordan was getting a ton of praise, and then he struggled over the last couple of weeks. Matt Rule took him out in favor of Brady Christensen, but then he came out and said that Michael Jordan also was injured. And we don't even know what we have in Deontay Brown. That's one of the things over the next couple of weeks you want to find out, especially if this team's not going to be in the playoff race, which they still are half game out. But if you're being honest with yourself, they're not. You want to see what you have in Deontay Brown. You want to see what you have in Brady Christensen, especially if you can get him over on the left side and get him to play tackle. And you speaking of tackles, Evan Neal of Alabama. The guy is a hoss. He's a beast. Go check out the game coming up here on Saturday night down in Atlanta against Georgia in the SEC championship game. Look at that guy and see what he does against Georgia's defensive front because he's really good. And if he can keep up with them, that should give you a pretty good indication of what he might be able to do here in the National Football League. If I had the pick today in the first round, that's my pick. And I don't believe the Carolina Panthers are going to draft a quarterback just based off of how David Tepper has gone about the position last offseason where they had what was considered a very deep quarterback draft in the first round, five of them, and they did not want either one of the quarterbacks that were available to them at the time and even before then when they traded for Sam Darnold. So Evan Neal would be a fantastic pick for the Carolina Panthers if they can get him in the first round, likely going to be drafting in the top 10 once again. Kevin, he says, hey, Julian, since Matt Rule took over last year, the team is 5-12 and 12 in games decided by one score, which is eight points or less. Is this simply a byproduct of having a young team, or do these results fall on the coaching staff? I know most teams struggle in closer games, but just wondering what you think the case is the past two seasons. Love the show as always. Happy Thanksgiving to you, man. Uh, thank you, and I hope you had a happy Thanksgiving as well, Kevin. Go back and look at Ron Rivera's seasons here in Carolina. The years where the Carolina Panthers made the playoffs, they had a winning record in one-score games. The years where they did not make the playoffs, they had a losing record in one-score games. Look at pretty much any team in the National Football League, and that will be the case. I don't know necessarily whether it's coaching, because it's just luck a lot of times, because you don't know who's available that th that day and you know who's not available. You can also just look at... Um, I mean, experience, I think, is probably the biggest factor, too, outside of luck. It's something that's quantifiable, at least experience. Carolina Panthers have a young football team, and they have to learn how to win. The only guys on this roster who have ever done any winning are J.J. Jansen, who's a long snapper, Christian McCaffrey. I think Moten was around in 2017, wasn't he? And then Shaq Thompson. But, like, none of those guys other than J.J. Jansen were actually, like, key players on those teams. I only think J.J. is a key player because he's a long snapper. He's playing a ton of snaps. Well, he plays every special team snap that you need him to play. So you got guys trying to learn how to win, and it takes time to learn. And hopefully next year, they'll be better. And having better quarterback play would also help for the Carolina Panthers. As we went over what happened last year with Teddy Bridgewater going 0 for 8 in situations where the Carolina Panthers could have either tied or won the game in the final minutes. So I think it's more so experience more than it is coaching because we're looking at a guy in Ron Rivera who's, what, two-time NFL coach of the year and – he had the situation where they would one year be great, one year be bad, one year be great, one year be bad. Just kind of happens. All right, final question here. Chris, hey, man, wanted to submit a mailbag question. Love the podcast, by the way. Thank you, Chris. Got a two-part in a way. What do you feel like Cam needs to do for the remainder of the season to earn a contract extension? I know we have a few players we would certainly like to resign, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Who are you most likely to – who are your must-retain players? Excuse me. Um, okay, for Cam, simply, he cannot play like he played on Sunday against Miami if he thinks he's going to be back. Yes, offensive line was terrible. Yes, there was a lot of drops. 
everyone on the offense was horrible. And we saw P.J. Walker came in after there were cries from Chris Myers and Daryl Johnson on the broadcast there on Fox. Bring in P.J. Walker. Well, P.J. got sacked twice and threw a pick on his first drive. So that really fixed things. And if Matt Rule and the staff believed in P.J. Walker, Cam Newton wouldn't be here. I don't know what the future holds for Cam, but he can't play like that. If he played the way that he played against if he plays the way that he played against Washington in the final five weeks, Carolina's going to have a chance to win every single one of those games. And they're also going to have a good look at Cam and would be pretty more likely to want to at least re-sign him to come back for another year. Would that preclude them from trying to a draft a quarterback or B try and still find another quarterback? Absolutely not. But if Cam Newton plays like he did against Washington and can take care of the football, unlike he did on Sunday against Miami and then also complete some passes and not have one of the worst completion percentages in the NFL alongside Joey Harrington, then he'll have an opportunity to be back here in Carolina. Like I think if he plays like he did against Washington, then he will be back here next season. Will that mean he's a starter? I wouldn't say so. Um, so, And then as far as must-retain players, Hassan Reddick is someone. He's going to be a pro bowler. He's been ridiculously good. He also seems to be a leader on this roster. He's one of them. I don't want to say Gilmore's a must-retain, but you must retain, in my opinion, either Gilmore or Dante Jackson. Horn looks good. Henderson, we really haven't seen enough of him. But you're just going to look at if those both of those guys somehow don't come back to Carolina. Your starting corners next year are going to be a combination um, of J.C. Horn, C.J. Henderson, and like Keith Taylor, and then probably A.J. Bouye back again as well. Just not enough experience at all. When it comes to those guys, you got to bring. I think you must retain. And your with your question, either Stephon Gilmore or Dante Jackson. As I went brain dead there for a second. Who else is a free agent? Well, they already got Moten signed. Robbie Anderson, unfortunately, is resigned. Yeah, I think that's kind of it when it comes to my free agents. Free agents there. We we'll also have plenty of time to talk about it throughout the rest of the off season, and we're already looking ahead to the draft and free agency. Unfortunately, as Carolina Panthers hit five and seven here on the bye week, that concludes another edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Guys, enjoy this weekend. No Panthers football. Go out. I think the weather is going to be spectacular here, at least in the Charlotte area. I think it's going to be like 76. Um, I think it is like today on Friday, and I think it's also going to be really nice on Saturday and Sunday. Go outside, enjoy it. Get a little bit of a mental health break from this team that has just been so frustrating all season long. But before you do that, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Check us out also on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Odyssey. And make sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every Friday, like today, I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions at Julian Council. So make sure to DM me or at me. Again, thanks so much for the support. Enjoy your weekend away, and I will talk to y'all on Monday. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. 
Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.